in the text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our Gospel reading from Mark chapter 12, particularly these words. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The poker player had endured a long evening. That pile of chips in front of him grew shorter and shorter with every hand. Finally, though, he was dealt the hand he had been looking for all evening. Believing that that hand was a sure winner, he pushed all his remaining chips forward and declared all in. In our gospel reading for today, we heard again that story of the widow who placed into the temple treasury those two small copper coins we often refer to as mites. It was an amount of money so small that certainly if it was missing, no one would have really have missed it. And yet Jesus, looking down upon her, lauded that offering. He said that contrary to what your eyes might have seen or what the money counters might have recorded, she had put in more than anyone else that day. Jesus lauded her offering. Soon, according to our custom, we'll pass the plate here again today. So what do you think Jesus will think of your offering? Will he be pleased no matter what you put in? Will he be pleased with anything you put in as long as you don't get all braggadocious like those Pharisees? You think he'll smile because the amount that you'll put in well, might be more than the person down the pew from you. Well, I suppose the only way to really answer the question of how Jesus might feel about our offerings is to truly try to understand why he thought so much of that widow's offering. We must take the time today to let his words about her offering soak in to our hearts and into our brains. So let us go real quick again today right to the end of our text. For Jesus says this, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than any of those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. Indeed, those Pharisees had a lot of money. They had a lot of almost everything. They had plenty, and they gave some. The widow, on the other hand, had nothing, and yet she gave it all. That is why she is lauded. She is lauded because she was all in. She figured that so long as she had God, she had been dealt a winning hand. Yes, she put in those two copper coins with supreme confidence. Not confidence that those two coins would somehow erase poverty around the world, or that they would bring hundreds and hundreds of people to faith. No, not even confidence that her small offering might help provide for things that were needed in the temple. Instead, she put those two coins in with a supreme confidence in God himself. She believed that God would take care of her even after all her money was gone. He would provide for every need she had of body 
kind of soul. Sadly, I suppose most of the giving that goes on in our world and even our own giving doesn't quite live up to that level of trust in God. I suppose some of us here are sort of tempted to act like the Pharisees did. Quite frankly, we have plenty to make every day go fine. We have plenty for our daily needs. And so we give to God some of the leftovers we collect each month. Well, the amount we put in might be impressive to someone else, but it doesn't really even begin to change the way that we might live in our day-to-day lives. We might feel good about the number that will be reported on our financial slip at the end of the year, but we must ask, have we really given like that widow gave? Does our giving give evidence like hers that we really trust our futures into God's hands? Others of us, I suppose, are tempted to believe that our current financial situation does not allow us to give in any real, substantial way. We think that if we give too much, it might very well be the thing that does us in for good. We clutch our two copper coins rather than giving them to God, trusting his promise to provide. Yes, we also do not always give evidence that we trust our future into God's hands either. You know, God's people in the Old Testament were to give 10% of all of their income to the Lord. And while that specific regulation is never mentioned in the New Testament, it is a good thing to consider, at least in our day. For if we think about giving something like 10% of everything that we earn, we might then ask how that thought affects us. What do we feel inside when we think about doing that? I can say personally that I know that anyone that I've ever talked to about tithing for the first time feels initially like tithing would just be too much. That's sort of the gut feeling at first. And truth be told, it's the same whether the person has a lot of money or whether they have almost no money. Those who are more along the rich side think that the amount that they would have to give is simply excessive, and that they're better stewards of that money anyways than the church might be. The poor often think, again, that giving up that chunk of their income might be the thing that would finally allow them to never escape the debt circle. Both responses, though, show forth a lack of trust in God, ultimately. And the offering of that poor widow testifies against both attitudes. Know this. God calls us to give in life in a way that literally places us at his mercy. Giving in a way that always makes us dependent upon him. For even if he gives us much wealth in this world... He doesn't want us to become attached to that wealth and find our security in it. And if he gives us less wealth in this world, he doesn't want us to spend all day fretting over whether we will have the things that we need. No, in both cases, he wishes for us to simply place our trust in him, that he will continue to take care of our needs day by day. Yes, God wants us to give in a way that he gives selflessly, generously, and without any conditions.
Yes, God does not want us to buy into the lie that somehow we can live without him. That either through our wealth or through our worry, we can somehow make it all work. For to buy that lie would be to buy the ultimate lie that leads us into unbelief. No, instead we are to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. To know that he will take care of us each day. And so today I suppose we should look down upon our offerings and ask that question. Does this offering give evidence that with God I'm truly all in? That I trust him? to provide for me each day? And if the honest answer is not what we would hope it might be, well then we probably should do something about it. But what should we do about it? Should we throw in a little extra money to the plate today to make our guilt go away? Should we just tell God, hey, I'm going to do better later? Should we calculate the 10% and write the check? Well, no. It is with money as it is with everything else. When we recognize that we are not doing things the way that God would have us do them, our first step is simply to confess. To confess that at times our trust in God is not what it should be. To confess that even in the times when maybe our offering looks pretty good, it doesn't always flow out of a cheerful and joyful heart that wishes to support God's work in his kingdom. Yes, we must admit in the end that often our hearts get awful attached to those two copper coins, and we like to clutch them to ourselves. We confess that to our God this day, and as we confess it, we are reminded of something very awesome. Jesus is like that widow. Well, of course, we know in reality Jesus is far better than that widow, but that which Jesus saw as laudable in the widow he has in himself in great abundance. You see, that widow gave out of her poverty everything she had. Well, so also did Jesus. He left everything he had in his heavenly existence at the right hand of the Father and came down into this world. And then he took that very last thing that he had, his very life, and he gave it for us and for our salvation upon the cross. Out of his poverty, he gave us everything he had. And the father, beholding it from above, was overjoyed, for never had such a selfless act been committed. Never had such a selfless offering been made. Never had such a perfect sacrifice been offered. Never had anyone so truly been all in. And because of his selfless offering... You leave here today knowing that any selfishness within you has been forgiven. You leave here today knowing that your lack of trust in God is forgiven. And you leave here knowing that your old ways of giving need no longer reign over you. You shouldn't leave here today motivated by guilt to try to change your giving habits. For any change motivated by guilt only endures so long usually only lasts until the guilt goes away. No, instead, you should leave here today knowing this. God loves you. He's promised to take care of you every day in body and soul. He has given to you the thing most precious to him, his very one and only son. And therefore, he'll give you everything else you need as well. 
And when you have that confidence in God that he gives you through his Holy Spirit, well, then you're free to think more clearly about giving. So you'll realize that you can never outgive God. You can never outdo his generosity. You will just learn to trust him more and more. You'll learn to trust his giving more than your keeping. Know this today as you leave. Christ had nothing. And he gave it all. He was all in for you. And he's remained so ever since. Today he gives you not 10% of what he has, but he gives you 100%. Every last blessing that he has, he pours out upon you. How good he is to us. Thanks be to God. Amen.